Hey everyone, this is Adam Ellenboss from Nightlight Astrology, and today we are going to preview Mars's upcoming opposition to Neptune. Now, this is also taking place as Mercury is about to turn retrograde in the sign of Virgo, and the two transits are happening almost simultaneously, but we're going to take a separate video to look at Mercury's retrograde. In that video, we will revisit the context of Mars opposite Neptune happening at the same time that Mercury is turning retrograde, just in case people are wondering why I don't mention it today. The purpose of today's video is to look at the Mars-Neptune combination in a little bit more of an archetypal vacuum. Let's turn that jewel and see uh, what there is to see. One of the ways I like to approach talking about a planetary combination is through the things I love about the transit and the things that I hate, or the things that I what was that? What did I say? The things that I uh, that I could live without. <laughs> Sorry, those of you guys out there who know the backstory of the protest against the word hate in uh, the title of this particular style of talk uh, will know why I'm cracking myself up. But anyway, uh, these are the things that I like and that I could live without with respect to Mars opposite Neptune. By the way, I was born with Mars opposite Neptune, so this is a. Uh, a transit that is very familiar to me because of natal let's it's a transit that was present when I was born. Um, so anyway, I find this, this one really easy to talk about, although, you know, it's interesting at every new stage and season of life, the way that this appears in my life psychologically or, you know, literally in the world around me. And it never ceases to amaze me how different, um, placements in our natal chart are from one period of life to the next. Anyway, we're going to spin the jewel of Mars-Neptune today and see what we can see. Before we get into it, don't forget to like and subscribe. Share your comments in the comments section. And if you would like, transcripts of my daily talks can be found on my website, nightlightastrology.com. If you go over to the website, nightlightastrology.com, you can also check out the flash sale that we are having this week from the 14th of August through the 21st. Our flash sale is in effect. You can visit the website, nightlightastrology.com. And when you do so, you're going to click on the, uh, the flash sale tab that you'll see there at the top. It says flash sale. You scroll down and you can get uh, pretty significant discounts on our masterclass series for 2024. If you want to see all of the new topics in the 2024 masterclass series, there's one uh, four-part class per season. So 16 classes overall on four different specialized topics. The new the list of new topics is up on the courses page. So if you visit courses and go to uh, the masterclass series, you can see all the new uh, specialized seminars that we're offering in 2024. Uh, that's on sale. Roots and Spheres, our monthly moon circle that my wife Ashley and I lead, where we look at the astrology before the new and full moons. And we also pair uh, every lunation cycle with a unique plant teacher that we work with as a way of incorporating and trying to bring heaven and earth together. How can we make our astrological practices more physical, more embodied, working with plants that have astrological signatures in line with the current lunation cycles or the purpose of that program. That one's on sale. That starts in the new year as well. Um, and then any of my first, my first year program starts in November. So any of my one year programs are also um, uh, significant discounts. You can get the year two program or horary, which start in June of every year. If you miss that this year, you could pick them up and have it uh, ready as a credit to go for next year when they start again. Readings and passages starts again in January. That's a class where we do live chart practice and we have live clients in and we do nothing but hands-on work with birth charts. So for people who have uh, been in all, or are already enrolled in my first year program or who have a background in Hellenistic astrology, you might check that out too. So anyway, as you're checking out those flash sales, they last through Monday, the 21st. 
If you have any questions, email us info at nightlightastrology.com. Well, thank you so much for letting me uh, plug our, our little flash sale here. And what I'd like to do now is pull up the real time clock to show you the Mars Neptune opposition that we're going to be looking at today. <clears throat> so here you can see uh, this is Wednesday, August 16th, and there's Mars opposite Neptune. Mars's opposition to Neptune is perfecting very slowly. And let's see how it comes through. So you're, you can see the actual opposition comes through Tuesday, August 22nd. So we're getting about a week out in front of this. The next day, Mercury stations and we see the retrograde happen uh, of Mercury. Uh, of course, during all of this, we still have Venus retrograding and Venus will be retrograding through a square with Jupiter at the same time too. So we're going to try to contextualize all of that together in a future video. But today, what we want to do is look at the fact that for the next week and a half to almost upwards of two weeks, we are going through a Mars-Neptune opposition. What do Mars-Neptune oppositions look like? Well, here are three things that I love about them and three things I could live without. <clears throat> the three things that I love about Mars-Neptune oppositions, any Mars-Neptune contact could be a trine square. So we're just looking at the archetypal combination in general. Um, the number one, and the, the, uh, these aren't in any order, but the number one thing on my list that about of things that I love about Mars-Neptune combinations is the romance. Like you don't usually, when you think about Mars, most people think like conflict, violence, war, hostility, aggression. But we forget about the sort of sacred masculine qualities. Um, for example, desire and the pursuit of what we desire. Like if you're, I don't know, if you're a young man or woman and you decide you want to pursue someone that you like, you get your Mars on. Um, there's that sense of the hunt with Mars. It doesn't have to be about killing. Um, although see how the, the hunt it immediately implies like death and carnage is very Mars word. But when you combine it with Neptune, a, a planet of romance and imagination of the subtle and timeless and immaterial of dreams and of um, a, a, a really sort of less Neptune is so is so lightly connected to this world, you know, um, it it's uh, really points us into the, the realm of heart and imagination. So when you have Mars tapping into that, you get a very, it, it, you, the romantic conquest of Mars becomes um, amazing. I would say, for example, that growing up, one of the, as a Mars-Neptune native, the movie that I loved the most, and I don't remember when I first saw it, I think I was probably, no, I do, because I actually looked at the transit one time. Oh God, I can't remember what it was. But <clears throat> anyway, it was Dead Poet Society. And what I loved about that um, was the daring and the sort of uh, the chivalrous and sort of knightly qualities of these young men who were daring to leave this boarding school during the night to go out into a cave and read poetry together, which was like forbidden at the school. You know, it was a kind of strict boarding school. Um, and that's Mars Neptune. Are you the person who seeks adventure, you know, who likes to travel and you travel not to conquer something or to win something, but to experience the sublime. Now that's Mars Neptune. Mars Neptune is, I would say in my chart, what uh, definitely connected to my desire to go to India and, you know, um, dance in the streets with the Bakhtas or to go to Peru when I was really young during uh, a Pluto going over my Mars Neptune and drink ayahuasca. 
there's this sense that life is meant to be a romantic adventure. And so Mars Neptune of the, the best and brightest things that Mars Neptune offers us is the, the romance, the, well, let's call it the romantic conquest, the theme of romantic adventure of a life lived with romantic daring. It's very carpe diem, Mars Neptune. That's one of the things I love the most about it. And we've got this in the air now for about almost two weeks, really, if you count the separation period too. The crusade. Now, this is a little different. This has to do with almost like a. I always compare um, Mars Neptune to like Joan of Arc, where there's a, a sacred war, a holy war. It could be political or ideological or religious. And there's a real shadow to this, obviously, in terms of things like uh, genocide or colonialism or, you know, wherever someone says, I saw God tell me that I needed to go and conquer these people to, you know, and like bring them God or something. It's like, well, that could be Mars Neptune. The evangelical, uh, quality of converting or convincing or persuading or, um, you know, the leaders of, uh, uh charismatic movements, often Mars Neptune. Uh, I enjoyed writing as a Mars Neptune native for Reality Sandwich magazine when it first came out. And one of the things that we all wrote about with great zeal was the coming of the 2012 Mayan calendar end date. And we talked a lot about a, a shift in consciousness. And it was a very like, almost like an evangelical movement that was closely wrapped into my early experiences with ayahuasca as well. The book that I wrote was called Fishers of Men, the Gospel of an Ayahuasca Vision Quest. And it was very much about a kind of spiritual, there's the adventure of it all, but there was a sort of spiritual crusading. This is, there's a change in consciousness. There's a, a healing and almost like a, um, there's a sacred or holy war that we're fighting in our psyches with the powers of unconsciousness or darkness or greed or materialism and it's light versus dark these can be very uh mars neptune themes now the thing that i the reason i'm listing this in terms of things i love because as you can tell it's a little dicey is that i would say that i wouldn't be here doing i don't think i would be here doing astrology if it weren't for the mars neptune signature in my chart now don't get me wrong it's not like i think that everyone has to have one in order to do astrology i just think that that was my archetypal entry point it was this, like getting bit by the astrological bug. Uh, speaking of bites, I have a big mosquito bite right there. Um, <clears throat> getting bit by the astrological bug and feeling this almost like a, a, a very much like I'm on a mission to make astrology something that's accessible and interesting. And also it's always been a goal of mine to make it economically feasible for people in all different like income levels. I just think there, there's something about living a life with a charismatic sense of mission that's very romantic. And it's a, it's one of the most magical features of life. When you find something that you could live for, that you, when you find something like Mars, actually, that you might even die for. Now, that's a little extreme, but Mars-Neptune provides us with a sense that there is a sacred mission. And, it, and it's an adventure. It doesn't have to be something that you fight for, but it's close to it. It's something that you sacrifice for, that you burn with. 
uh, a passion that you have. Passion means to suffer alongside of. There's something of a passion in Mars Neptune that makes life really, really interesting. And I think it's one of the great archetypal features of this combination, all of the shadows aside. Number three, the overcoming of weakness, fears, and doubts. So uh, one of the things that is, um, I would say, uh, most uplifting about this transit is the fact that Mars Neptune will often put us through, to, you know, kind of, we go through the ringer uh, and we come out the other side having overcome a sense of ineptitude or weakness, having overcome a sense of fear or inadequacy, having overcome a sense of cosmic or existential doubt. And then you come out the other side and you feel victorious. And you feel like something higher or greater carried you to victory morally or spiritually or intellectually. You feel like you've wrestled with something, felt like you were being overcome, felt like you were being torn apart, but somehow you came out the other side, lifted up. So there's a, there's this almost like this kind of, I always think of Mars Neptune as like the protection of the archangels, you know, like, uh, Michael or, you know, G Gabriel and stuff like that. Th this idea of there being higher forces that have helped you overcome a struggle and that miraculously you are now more, more faithful, hopeful, optimistic, buoyant. You're stronger, but more humble. These are things that Mars Neptune, it's like a sacred warrior thing that you get to experience. I've overcome something, but often it's moral or it's spiritual, or it's psychological, or it's a physical ail ailment even that you overcome. So, those are the things I love. Well, there's three things about Mars Neptune that I could live without. And number one on my list, uh, again, no particular order, but this first one on my list is the, the failures. Mars Neptune is really good at humbling us where there is some kind of heroic pride. I'm so strong. I'm so wonderful. I'm so successful. I'm a big shot. Mars Neptune comes along and says, um, no, no, you're not. Uh, not right now, anyway. You know, there's some humbling that has to happen. And this feeling of ineptitude and failure and weakness that comes in with Mars Neptune sometimes comes into humble. And I mean, I can't say it's a bad thing that that happens, but it's not an enjoyable feature of Mars Neptune, the way that you'll be, you'll be frustrated. Your will will be overcome by forces larger than yourself. You'll be overwhelmed and you can't go on somehow. You, 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 you've been blocked. So the failures. Now, again, there can be, sometimes it's like a roller coaster ride. You're failing and then you're overcoming, you know, and, and, but a lot of, I think that the failures usually come as a matter of being humbled and that's not easy to live with. I'll tell you a story. When I was in uh, college, I had a Saturn transit that was hitting Mars and Neptune in my chart. And what I would say is that I was on a high horse and I didn't know that I was. I, I, but I was on a bit of a high horse intellectually and spiritually. This was, I was, at a, I was going to a Christian school and was, you know, in an e, sort of evangelical space in my life with Christianity at the time. And <clears throat> I broke my arm playing a pickup game of, of football. And it was as Saturn was activating the Mars Neptune contact in my chart. Never forget it. It's quite humbling, quite humbling, paralyzed my hand, the, radial nerve <clears throat> in my arm after a broken uh, humerus. You can see the scar on my arm right there. It broke in half. It's a compound fracture. And uh, 
you know, had to have a plate put in and, um, my radial nerve had nerve had been stretched. So I had, um, uh, no ability to lift my wrist. I couldn't do this or, um, and I could kind of go like this, but anyway, I lost the function of my wrist for about six months before it came back. It tightened up again and then nerve came, nerve, um, came back and I was able to move my hand again, but I, I almost paralyzed my hand. It's Mars Neptune doesn't mess around. It was very humbling and set me on a path of inquiry philosophically that took me outside the realm of the traditional uh, Christian faith, the evangelical kind of movement that I was a part of. So you never know. Don't mess around with it, right? So number two is the feeling of phoniness. Mars Neptune has an interesting an interesting way. It's like the magician archetype. And you have the magician, say, in the tarot versus like a magician who does tricks. And I think that there's something about Mars Neptune that wants to be strong and flat. Like Mars Neptune, for example, is um, uh, classically, you can assume like Mars Neptune transits in the sky will sometimes correspond with scandals in major uh, sport, um, major league sports uh, with doping or steroids because there's some, is it, is that real? Was that, or is that, was that, or is there a performance enhancing drug that was being used? Same thing. Is it magic? Is it sorcery? Or is it like a cheap, you know, like a parlor trick or something like that? So one thing that can happen during Mars Neptune is something that is being shown to you as strong and sexy and confident and wonderful uh sometimes is you know it's fake there's like a degree of uh like charlatanism um i would say that almost every single time that i've ever had a transit to my natal mars neptune there have been opportunities for me to get more honest with myself or in, in some cases, when I was younger, for example, when I was really young, and this is like when I was like a teenager, so uh, <laughs> just so we all, so it's very clear, this was a long time ago for me. Uh, when I was a teenager uh, and I had the um, activation of, um, I had a transit that activated Mars Neptune in my chart and I went through a period of thievery, very petty stuff, <laughs> like <laughs> um, candy. Or you know what I mean? Like stuff like before we go to movies, we'd go to uh, Ben Franklin. I think it was, that's what it was called. It was a drugstore. They had like candy and it would like stuff it in our pants or we'd steal a CD from Walmart or it wasn't called Walmart. It's called Pomida. I don't know if you know that store, but anyway. And then I got caught and I had to have this like reckoning. And I'll never forget the parole officer like my dad took me to a parole officer. I didn't have to go to one. He took me to one so that, you know, I'd get nice and scared. And the parole officer was a member of our church. <laughs> and then the parole officer sat me down and was like, you've got everyone sold on being the good preacher's kid, you know? And he like, he scared the crap out of me. I was, I was so, so scared, <laughs> but I did. It pulled, it helped me pull my shit together. And I stopped doing that, you know? So there's an encounter with what's real and what's fake. What is, you know, and trying to sell something as strong or viable or attractive when, you know, maybe it's not real. So dealing with phoniness, fakery, 
Number three would be the self-sabotage. Look, more Neptune to Mars transits than I could possibly count in my career at this point where someone starts drinking. And it's, it's, it's what I mean by they start drinking is they start, a, a they launch into some kind of codependent addictive behavior. They start doing drugs, you know, they're mental. They, they start doing things to sabotage themselves. It's as if there is a drive toward oblivion with Mars opposite Neptune. Um, and sometimes it, it just captures people and takes them in the wrong direction. It's self-harm trans transit. It's a very classic one associated with um, taking one's own life. Not that I, I don't have any judgments about people who take their own lives. I think that's a vast topic, but Mars Neptune is a signature that corresponds with it. So, so those are some of the ones to watch for the self-sabotage, the feeling or encounter with phoniness within yourself or within someone else, the failures that you go through and the feeling of uh, being humbled when you're on a high horse, get knocked off a little bit. Anyway, um, I hope that this was useful for you guys to consider. Uh, see, these are some of the things that I love most about Mars Neptune and some of the things that are I like the hardest. So uh, yeah, put that in your book. Anyway, um, we'll see you again tomorrow. <laughs> Bye.